Hello once again and welcome to another fantastic installment of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie, I'm your host, and I am so honored by your wise decision to join us for what we have to share with you today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one of four different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the business creators, the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who love having your own hands on the marketing levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Check us out on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. We update with fresh content every week, and every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. I'm very excited to have back with us again for part two of our conversation on mastering the art of public speaking, Pam Terry. She was just with us a few weeks ago, and this was one of those very happy situations where we found out that there was more content that we could possibly fit in an hour. And since Pam was so awesome for us a few weeks ago, we're very excited to have her back. So just a quick refresher on Pam for folks who did not have a chance to check out the episode from a few weeks ago. Pam is the CEO and founder of Now Strategies, providing public speaking, coaching, and traditional and online marketing strategy consulting. Pam is a savvy marketing strategist with more than 30 years' experience in public speaking, marketing, public relations, sales, and operations. She's the author of the forthcoming book, The In-Demand Speaker, and the author of the 2013 ebook, How to Easily Develop a Presentation. Pam has helped hundreds of people become in-demand speakers. She trains and works with entrepreneurs and corporate teams, teaching them how to connect and engage from the stage and how to market themselves as a speaker and build business from speaking. She's also a columnist on public speaking in Small Business Today magazine. She's a frequent keynote speaker, a business and community leader, and has received numerous leadership awards. Pam, welcome back. I've been on the edge of my seat. Hey. Hi, Adam. How are you today? Couldn't be better if you paid me a million dollars. Shouldn't discourage you from the attempt, however. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great to be here with you again. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we had you here about three weeks ago, and I know we didn't get a chance to cover nearly everything. We went over some things, such as how to overcome the fear of public speaking, uh, some tips for becoming a great public speaker. So what we want to do today is we really want to just kind of dive in. And I encourage everybody to go back to iTunes or go back to businesscreatorsradioshow.com and find our part one of our interview with Pam Terry, and you can discover her life story and the whole time and money thing that we cover on every single one of our episodes. But I know that since we did part one, I have had people clamoring, wanting to know this whole thing about how to build a career as a public speaker, because it's one thing to get up and speak, and that's the challenge you helped us with last week, but it's another thing to turn this into money. So, mm-hmm. right. lead us okay. off. Lead us off. If well, you're just getting started, how do you get speaking engagements? Well, I want to I clarify something first. Um, there's a, there was an article by Dory Clark. She's a contributor to Forbes magazine. Right. And I really like what she said. She says there's two types of professional speakers, and that's what we're talking about. As a career, you'd be a professional speaker. There's the famous people. Those are the celebrities and the athletes and politicians where they don't have to do what we're going to talk about. Okay, because they're already well known and they're going to get big money because of who they are. 
Of course. So that's not what we're talking about. Then there's the non-famous people who are really great people, but they have to build, and they that's how they do it. They build their client base by learning two things, and that is how to provide excellent content and how to market themselves. So you ask the question, how do you get started? That's what you that's what you asked, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, you know, getting started it it depends on a couple of things. Number one, you have to create credibility. And the way you do that is number one, you have to and you really should write this down, okay? So one create credibility and A of that is you need to become an excellent speaker. So you've got to hone your skills. And it's important as a professional speaker that you're very passionate about your what your topic is. Yes, every speaker should be passionate about their topic, right? Yes. But for a professional speaker, you have to make a difference for the audience. Like that is critical. And, you know, let's just back up for just a second. How do you become an excellent speaker? And I went over some of the tips and stuff last time, but you've got to actually get out there and get some experience. And if you're not a paid speaker, how do you do that? Well, number one, don't be a perfectionist, okay, because you want to welcome and learn your mistakes. So be sure you have that mindset because people, we all tend to be perfectionists in today's world, right? Right. Yes, we do. So. we do, right? We are, we're all in that same that same area. So we have to just say it's good enough and get out there and start speaking. And you, you can do that. Number one, speak for free. You can host your own workshops or seminars. You know, you can get a free meeting place at a restaurant that has a private room. You can do your own teleclasses. This is low cost, very low cost. Yes. Free, con- free conference pro, I, I recommend that one freeconferencepro.com because they have a custom greeting that they'll develop for you. You tell them exactly what you want them to say, and they can say, hey, this is Adam Homme's uh, free teleclass line, you know, or, or whatever you want them to say. Well, that's really great because it adds a little professionalism. You can do your own webinars. If you want to do webinars and you want to do low cost, so there's a lot of them out there, and they offer a lot of different features, but if you're just getting started, you can use anymeeting.com. Have you okay. ever heard of them? Have no, you ever heard of them, Adam? No, no I, I think I've heard of them, but I haven't really had a okay. chance to use them. In my business, I use primarily Instant Teleseminar and Webinar Jam. Mm-hmm. So these are different technologies. And I think that the best technology for anybody using their business is the one that's right for their business. I'm not here to tell you that one technology is awesome and one technology sucks. I tell you it works best for my business and the reasons why I recommend you consider it for yours, but that's as far as I go. So you are opening my mind to some additional opportunities, so please proceed. A lot of people a lot of people use instant teleseminar. It's a really good program. The in the meeting it has a free version where you can have unlimited number of people attending. If you're just starting out, you may not have a lot of people. But there's another one on the market called Zoom.us or Zoom.us, and I just used it the other day, and it is pretty awesome. We don't have time to go in depth into any of these, but just right. write these down, and people can check them out themselves. Another thing about AnyMeeting.com, and also, well, AnyMeeting.com, for the free version, you don't get the recording. And on Instant Teleseminar, what I know about them is that 
if you they will record it, but if you ever leave them, you don't get those recordings. That they is that is them. that is true. You so, do have to make sure with this teleseminar, you have a practice in your business of regularly downloading things because um, if you do cancel, you right. do lose the recordings. I mean, and that's most platforms. But I think you're about to tell me something different about any meeting. Well. With any meeting, it's free, but you don't get the recording. But there's another tool that's $15 a year. It's extremely affordable called Screencast-O-Matic. And it's Screencast-O-Matic.com. All right. Like automatic. Like automatic. And right. it will record your screen and your audio. So you can actually do your own recording of your webinar. So anyway, that's just a little tip there. It's a, it's a really big tip, actually, because I use Screencast-O-Matic all the time. It's really awesome. The other thing you can do to get out there and get speaking is go to networking groups and offer to be a speaker because they're always looking for speakers. Not every networking group is, but a lot of them are. And tell them you'll waive your fee, okay? Never say that you're going to speak for free because that has a different connotation then you waive your fee okay because it's just, uh, yes. it's, uh, yes. okay it puts it in people's minds then you can also partner with other people to do seminars or teleseminars or webinars people that you know people you have relationships with that want to partner with you so want you to partner with them and they have the list but you're going to add value so there's there's different ways you can get out there the whole point is get some experience and these are some ways to get experience. Now, that's part one of creating credibility is honing your skills, honing your craft. Part two of that is you've got to create valuable content that makes a difference. Right. You know, if you're going to be paid as a speaker, you're going to have to either help increase sales, uh, improve lives, personal development. But most public speakers do talk about those kinds of things. They're motivational speakers. Now, if you do something really cool, like you're you're a magician, let's say, honestly, there are speakers out there who have in their past have been magicians, and to me, it's just not fair, you know, because they're very entertaining. They incorporate their tricks and everything and get the audience involved, and the audience is just eat it up. Well, right. not everybody's a magician, you know, not everybody's a magician. So you really have to have engaging content and know how to deliver it, but let's say you've got that, you've got to start publishing your content, not just with speaking, but with your blog, with an ebook, an email newsletter. You need to use something like uh, MailChimp or GetResponse or Constant Contact. MailChimp has a free version. I used it for a long time, and then I went to GetResponse, which is like $25 a month and has a little bit more features that were a little okay. easier to use. But all of them have a learning curve. There's no doubt about it. Right. Now, with a blog, a lot of people use WordPress. You're going to need somebody who's knowledgeable about WordPress because it requires hosting and it requires plugins. And I've had people tell me when I was getting started, oh, it's a piece of cake. Well, <laughs> maybe for you. <laughs> but it was an extreme learning curve for me. Let me, I yeah, yeah, if you'll allow me, please let me clarify something yeah. about, about WordPress. It actually is a pretty simple system to use where I think some of the disconnect comes into play is people see the literature about WordPress in the famous five-minute install, 
Well, the famous five-minute install means it takes five minutes to install WordPress. That is a true and accurate statement. That means in five minutes you can have WordPress installed. That does not cover the part about putting a theme on it, adding plugins and themes like that. And there are certainly plenty of folks out there who are skilled and knowledgeable in WordPress who can get your site where it needs to be. In fact, one of the reasons that we work with WordPress here at Business Creators Institute is because it is the most common software and is the easiest to find assistants and easiest to find companies that know what they're doing. Absolutely. That is, you're right on the mark. I, did, I, did, I, just, wanted to, I just wanted to hit that. There are many, oh, no. many, 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 many business creators out there who help you win at the game of WordPress. I prefer WordPress because it has so much flexibility and so many things you can do with it. But I, I would recommend if people are going to do that, that they get someone who is an expert like yourself, you know, to help them with that. That could be someone part, that's part of their team. If you want to just start it on your own, I would suggest you go to one of those free websites like Weebly.com. That's what I started with. Now, I have two. I have Weebly and I have WordPress. But Weebly, if you want to add, if you want to add um, video to it, not just YouTube, but let's say you want to upload a video to it, then you need to use the pro version, which is $60 a year. It's, it's a little bit of money. It's not much. But WordPress, I would think, I think it's the better. It right. is. And you can get people who develop Weebly, and they can do all kinds of cool things with it, but it does not have the ability to do the membership sites and mem- where you can sell certain products, and it just isn't there. But WordPress, yes, it's, it's a Cadillac. I like it. I mean, sure. I, I really do. Okay. So, and part of creating valuable content, you know, it's how you're going to deliver that. And you must have a blog and be blogging. And that's, you know, really, um, really, really successful professional public speakers publish a lot of content, a lot of free content. And that is, you know, like yourself, you know, you have the Business Creators radio show, which is a lot of content. You're collaborating with people. You know, this is, get your name out there. It's it's just another example. I don't think, I, I mean, I think people understand that today. You know, it, it's it's pretty obvious that that's part of the game of being out there and, and being a professional public speaker. Right. But in becoming known and sharing this, you, you need to be social media newsworthy and that and sharing your tips makes you social media newsworthy but the other thing too about speakers is you need to create a demo video and possibly invest in a videographer or your own equipment or both and use a video editor like someone who knows how to edit videos to put it together so it's like a minute minute and a half showing you doing all kinds of things as a speaker so here's here's a tip Every time you go speak, you should have it videotaped. Now, I have my own tripod. I have my own camera. Yes, and yes. I have an I have an assistant. And every time I go speak, I'm always videotaping it because I don't know how I might use it. Yep, yep. I, I yeah, I, yeah, I just spoke this Friday for an event that was not being videotaped, but I requested permission and received permission in advance to bring my own camera and film it. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. Another thing you can do is, you know, offer – this is a great tip. I learned this from, I think his name is Tom Antion. He's yes. so smart. He he suggests that if you want to get a really professional video video of yourself with an editor and, and no cost, do a fundraiser 
on your topic for a school or a church that has video equipment. Right. And say, I'll come in and do this workshop for you. You're, you promote it and everything and videotape it for me as, as payment for me. That's all I want. You don't have to pay me any cash and edit it and I'll help you raise money. You know, that's, that's a really cool idea. It's some work to do that, but it is sure. an excellent way to, to kind of leverage things. And Fiverr, are you familiar with Fiverr? Uh, I've never used it myself, but I know a lot of people who have. So Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, I'll give you a tip on how to use them. Never hire them, never hire anyone on, on Fiverr until you've emailed them and talked with them first. I didn't know when I first went on there, and I just hired someone, and it just was a disaster, okay? They were helping me with a logo or something. And I wasn't clear about what I wanted. I thought they were going to be the magic wand I needed, you know. <laughs> but, no, you need to have a clear idea of what you want. You need to talk with them about it first. And they may say, you know, I'm not the right person. Or, I'm, yes, I can do this. Okay. So, social media. And, by the way, 5 or $5 is what their starting cost. You can get some things done for 5 but you're probably going to spend $20, $25, $50, maybe more. You know, it just depends. It's still a bargain. It really is. It really is a bargain. On social media, you know, doesn't everybody know Pinterest is visual? But here's the thing. If you're trying to develop your speaker one sheet, go to Pinterest and type in, do a search for speaker one sheet. There is a ton of them. It's better than just Googling it because you see all of these different ones and you can get ideas for how to do your own. So it's great for that. But Pinterest is good to have your own Pinterest account, especially if your target is women, right? Of course. course. But it's not limited to that. LinkedIn is more for corporate, obviously. But on LinkedIn, you want to be in a lot of groups. The larger the groups, the better. For example, Jobs is a group, J-O-B-S. They have like more than a million people on there. And LinkedIn is used a lot by recruiters, but it doesn't mean if you're an HR specialist, you would benefit, let's say you're an HR consultant. You're not out there really recruiting people, but you want to get companies to hire you to come in and do training and whatever whatever things you do as an HR consultant. I'm not one of those, so I'm not really an expert in it, but I've helped people who are. And they need to be on you need to be on certain groups where your target market is and the larger the better because it's a numbers game and you're posting your blog you blog about something of value you post it in the group on linkedin new blog post here it is there's no cost it's just you're sharing content another good one on linkedin is the e marketing association are you familiar with that one adam of course okay so so then every, everybody is probably familiar with it. But that one, I post a lot of stuff on there about public speaking, and I get lots of comments, connections from people because, you know, it's a popular topic. Anyway, Twitter, everybody should have Twitter. And here's the thing, Google+, Plus. if you want to get good rankings for your website, then you need to be on Google+, and if you can do a YouTube channel, of course, these two things are owned by Google, so, you know, they help with your rankings. I think everybody knows that, but, you know, some people might not know that. And then the email list, well, 
becoming known, all of this sort of works together. It's a machine, so to speak. You've got to have some kind of ebook, little PDF that you've created that's for free on your website. And as you're posting all these things and people are coming to your website, they may be signing up for your, your item. But you can also post that you have this item for free on your website. Do that every once in a while. And it'll draw people specifically for that thing and help build your list. And then, you know, if you're going to do, if you're going to partner with someone with their seminar, you know, that will help, can help you to build your list too, depending on how it's structured. So hopefully even today, as we share at the end with my domain name or whatever and my free offer, it's going to help with my list for the people that are really interested in what I have to offer. You know, in terms of the free things I have to offer, and maybe someone will become a client who really wants my help and can use my help. So, I mean, it's, it's all the same thing. Yeah, I think this so, is all fantastic, and I, I appreciate you sharing a lot of that with us. Uh, and uh, so, how does one become known as a speaker, I guess? Because I think there are a lot of people out there looking, you know, getting speaking engagements and doing public speaking is a lead source for their business. But let's say you want to become known as a speaker, so people start coming to your website and start beating down your door. What's what, what's the magic formula there? Well, you know, I've actually shared it, but let me share it with you this way. When I started out as a, a speaker coach, I started out doing a workshop. Now, I'm a little crazy, okay? I decided to do my workshop every two weeks and nearly killed myself in the process wow. because – you know, that's a lot of promoting. <laughs> yes, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But I didn't know any better, and sometimes not knowing any better is, is a good thing. But I started, you know, I would promote it on Facebook, and I had a pretty good list on Facebook for my personal list. I didn't have it on my Facebook page, and that's still growing. I'm still under a 1,000, but I think I'm at 700. But anyway, I I started doing a workshop every two weeks, and I started with my friends, and then I started getting people at really low cost, like $35, and then it slowly went up to 125 But, But over time, that just created this reputation for me as this speaker coach, this public speaker training. And it wasn't when there were a lot of speaker coaches. I mean, it was two or three years ago. Now there's like everybody is a speaker coach. I and mean, there are a lot of good people out there, and I, I know them, and they're friends of mine. But they all offer a little bit different. But the point is, is that you've got to get out there speaking and promoting that you're speaking. So if you are doing your own workshop, doing your own teleclass, doing your own webinar, one of those, more of them or whatever, you've got to promote it on Facebook. You've got to promote it on LinkedIn. That's one. Number two, you should probably be blogging at least once a week, at, well, let's say at least every two weeks, and then posting those tips about your your blog post on the groups in Facebook and LinkedIn and tweet about it, maybe Pinterest. You know, you're gonna if you're gonna be doing everything, you've got to hire a virtual assistant to help you because it's a lot of work. But at least do one or two of those things, and then you want to have at the same time you want to be emailing your list. Now, you know, you you just start adding as you can. But this creates your, you become, no, I am so known in Houston anyway, because I also go out there and speak at networking groups. And I have actually, I've, I've coached people from all over the U.S. And, 
I have contacts actually outside across the pond in Europe as well. So it's all been from social media and posting tips and then offering my complimentary 30-minute speaker strategy session. Combining, I've combined that with it too. But it's social media networking and it's doing public speaking. Public speaking is the ultimate networking tool because everyone meets you. Now, let's talk about that for a second. When you're out there speaking, you need to have a feedback form. And we talked a little bit about this uh, the last time that we were together, Adam, where you have the feedback form. On that feedback form, one of the things you ask people is, do you have any speaking engagements or, you know, I would love to speak. Do you have a group that, where you would like, that you know that would like to have me speak or something like that? You know, and you'll have people say yes, and some of them will pan out and some won't, but that's another way to get more speaking engagements to get more known. So it's, it's you know, it's just combining all of these things, and that's the formula. You know, that's the formula. It's speak, marketing with social media, and when you're speaking, you're marketing. Everything is marketing. Here's another way. I got a client just from my signature in my email. Tell me more. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I have no shame, right? So someone, I'm on the board of uh, uh, the Small Business Today magazine, and someone on the board who it was new on the board was someone I worked with like 20 years ago, and we, we had a board meeting. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you. I mean, you were seeing you again, whatever. Well, after the meeting, this person sent me an email to invite me to an opening of a retail shop that they were involved with, but they put everybody's email in the two box. Now, normally when you send an email blast, you don't do that. You just put it in the BCC because you don't want to share everyone's email, you know, unless it's a group that knows each other. Well, I didn't know these people. So I replied to all so I could get my name out there. I'm Honestly, that's why I did it. And I I said something acknowledging, you know, I hope it goes well. I'm going to try to come if I can. And one of the people on the, the list, you know, contacted me because they were looking for a speaker coach. And all of that is in my, you know, my signature, my photo that I'm a speaker coach, my, you know, website and how to connect with me on social media. So everything is marketing. Right. Everything is marketing, right? It's just everything you do. True. So, yeah, that's that's really how you you get out there and get known is you've got to start, you know, speaking and you've got to start marketing yourself and marketing your content with social media. We live in a world where we're our own broadcast channel. You know, start with getting your your Facebook business page. Use canva.com to create your heading, your header, your banner. You're familiar with Canva? Yep. Adam? Yeah. Yes. You know, there's so many great tools out there. It's just phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's the problem we have right now. It's time. You have to have a team. Sure. So, sure. So now let's, let's say that you, you want to get a speaker one sheet done. This is, we talked about using that as a handout and have people write on the back of it last time, and that was a really good idea. How do you create your speaker one sheet? Well, just you can do it yourself. Use PowerPoint. 
and print it in color because if you go have it printed, I don't know, it just doesn't do as well as if you go, if you go to FedEx or Kinko's or whatever, wherever you go to print it, use a color copier. I swear they're the best than having it actually printed by a printer. Somehow they're not, they're not as good. I mean, that was my experience. But also then put your speaker one sheet on your Pinterest account. I've had people share my speaker one sheet on Pinterest. Okay, so let's talk about making money as a speaker, shall we? Uh, that's where I was going next. But before we do that, I just want to make sure that our, okay. you know, for those who haven't had a chance to go back and check out the interview from a couple of weeks ago, what you were talking about is having, setting up your speaker one sheet so that when you hand out your feedback form when you speak, on one side is the one sheet so people can see what kind of topics you're available for, and on the other side is the feedback information. Is that correct? Right, it's a blank sheet. It's a blank on the other side so people can take notes. No, ah, it's blank. Okay. It's not the feedback form. It's not the okay. feedback form. Okay, okay. Why is it not the feedback form? Because you're going to get that back. Obviously. You want them to, right? you want them to take yes. the speaker one sheet. So when they write their notes on the back, which you're going to tell them, take notes on the back, and you're going to tell them to write stuff down because that's, that's going to get them participating anyway and create value for them. They're, it's going to be more valuable for them to, when they have their notes on there to keep it. The right. feedback form, yeah, is completely different. So Okay, okay. Just wanted to just wanted to yeah. disambiguate that because I thought I heard one thing. I just wanted to make sure it was the, the other. So yeah, you're you're right, Pam. People do come to us uh uh on Business Creators Radio Show and one of the questions that I'll frequently ask when I'm a guest or an audience and I'm hearing somebody present is I'll be that guy that uh raises their hand and says, All right, this is all well and good, but uh how much dough can you pull down doing this? <laughs> now I'm going to ask you a question about public speaking. So what kind of bread are we looking at on this? You know, you're, uh, it's, money's a funny thing. It's like you can get however much that people will pay you, right? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, whatever you can get. So it depends on your reputation and your credibility, right? The more value and bigger the reputation, the more you can charge. Plus, you've got to sell them on the difference you can make in their revenue, which means you have to, number one, you have to believe in yourself, you know, first of all. So now let's say if you want to do corporate training, you don't want to charge too little because then that means you're not really the type of, of you know, speaker that they want or trainer that they want, depending on what you're doing. Typically, for corporate training, you would charge a minimum of $3,000 for a full day. Right. Plus, if there's travel, you would have travel expense, and it's best to just have a flat fee for that. Don't don't go through the nickel and dime thing, but figure it out yourself what's going to kind of cover your expenses. So you might charge, if you're going to be more than one day, you might charge how many times you have to do the workshop for the next day. Let's say if it's a two-hour or four-hour workshop, two hours, 500 four hours, you know, maybe it's 7.50. This is the second day, the second day. So the second day you can charge less than 3000 but if they want you to do two full days, you know, maybe you give them a discount for the second day. That's starting out. As you get better and you're more well-known, then you're more valuable, you can charge more. So the more, the more that you have out there, if you have a book published, you know, even if you have an e-book published, that's at least a start. But if you have a hardbound book published, it gives you more credibility. 
and you can raise your, your fees a little bit more. If you have video out there that's a demo of you, you're gonna, you're gonna have more of a chance of getting hired. Because when you are putting your hat in the ring to speak at a, you know, a, a, an association meeting, and they're looking at all these different speakers that have applied, and they see you, and you've got a book, you've got video, you've got a little bit of an edge to you, you're a little bit different, you know, you're standing out, you're, you know, you've, you've got a following, you're on Twitter, depending on, you know, just what kind of value you're going to bring, you're just going to have a better chance, you're going to stand out. But if you're out there speaking all the time, like, you know, two to four times uh, a month, you're doing your own workshops or you're speaking at different groups, you may have people actually coming up to you at your own workshops saying, could you come speak at my church or could you come speak at, you know, this thing or that thing and, you know, we'll, we have a budget, we can pay you. You know, that that's happened to me. And even through your posting of your constantly posting into the different groups, you can have people contact you just because of that because it's, it's, it's sort of event-driven, you know, kind of like IT. Something happens and you need someone. So something happens in a company and they're like, we need someone to come in and train our people regarding this. What happened to me is a company in Austin, it's an IT company, but they, they're a huge company and they're sort of like the back end for banks. And so they're actually an international global company. But they have a small office in, in Austin and I post in IT groups because I have a, an IT background. So I know that IT folks need help with speaker coaching and, and presentation delivery because it's really not their forte. Well, I had someone contact me, emailed me, however, that they wanted to know if I did, you know, email uh, communication training and phone training. And I was like, well, that's not exactly what I do, but I can do it, you know. So I thought about it and I said, and they and speaker training, they wanted that too. And I said, yes, I can do that because I knew I could do it. So anyway, I found out the way they heard about me was someone in their company was in that group and they kept seeing my post and he, that guy recommended me. I didn't know him, <laughs> you know. Right. I didn't know him, but I got hired to go in and it took a few months for us to get the scope finalized and all that, but it's it still, it, it all works together. And, you know, another way, too, is to buy constantly emailing. Now, you know, with your email newsletter, I downloaded, when I got started, I downloaded all my contacts from LinkedIn to start my my list, my mailing list. And I put on there that, that I know you either from LinkedIn or from Facebook or we've known each other you know I, I put how I know the people and you know about, honestly about half over time has opted out of the list and I had about 2,500 uh, at the time on LinkedIn but it got me started and from that list I got I've been hired people have have, have had me come in and do speaker coaching training for their company you know so you you have to charge what you think they'll they'll pay. And for me to come in and just do a, or for anyone to co- to go in and do like a half day workshop when I was starting out, I would charge fifteen hundred for right. that. 
they come in and train a lot of people. I mean, that's that's really a low price. Oh, yeah, and yeah, certainly the, it is. Yeah, certainly. But, you know, if you're just starting out, uh, that's reasonable. And also, if you're doing it for a small business, they don't have huge budgets, you know, usually. If it's a large company like an Exxon or, you know, a, a big company like that, it's, you know, they, they have larger budgets. But then again, you need to be well-known or have a relationship. The other way, though, is to sell products when you speak for free. So that's why it's important to repurpose your content and create CDs, DVDs, eBooks, hardcover books. And or even if you don't have, if you have digital products, you can sell those. You can have flyers on them and uh, have an email order form and sell downloads. I have a 30-second introduction package that's all digital. It trains people on how to do a powerful 30-second introduction. And I've had people tell me it's the best they've ever seen. But it's it's all digital product. So you can create you can create digital products using Screencast-O-Matic, creating with your slides that you present that, that you prepare and record it and have a little. It can be a free thing. It can be something you sell. It can be a more in-depth thing that you sell. You know, if you have a WordPress site and you have a membership site to that and people have different levels, you can create these different products and, you know, add them to your list of products where your members can purchase them if you're, you know, if you're already, you know, doing that. But if you're if you're just starting out, then you can do, you know, a lot of people do this formula, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, Adam, where they have a free webinar where they provide really excellent content, and then at the end they make an offer for a product that usually, I mean, I've been on seminar, I mean, on webinars where they've had products that sell for $1,000 to $97, let's say it the other way, $97 to $1,000. I mean, different webinars, not not one webinar that's doing that, but different ones. The ones that sold for 1000 that's Lewis Howes, H-O-W-E-S. You know Lewis. Have you heard of him? Yes. He's very well known. He's like the king of LinkedIn. He's 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 made it. He's big. So again, he, name recognition. He's very very well known. He can charge the big bucks. But in addition, what he offered was a monthly payment plan for the people that didn't have the thousand dollars. If you didn't have the thousand, of course, you missed out on a few bonuses. But anybody could do that. They could charge a thousand, see what they get, or they do a payment plan. You know, so. There's there those are other ways because you know as as we know the speaker business has changed over the years and it kind of really shrunk like five years ago well maybe yeah about five years ago but it's sort of, it's sort of coming back where the budgets are there again and the economy's better you know where they're they're paying people to come speak but you want to have multiple streams of income you know as a speaker and especially as you're starting out you know. But I would uh, I, I would find out, you know, when you're negotiating, you know, sometimes they're like, well, we don't have the budget for that, and find out, well, what about, you know, like an education budget that's separate from a speaker's budget? Do you have that to work with? You know, and you can negotiate. So, you know, that's that's uh, that's how you make money is, you know, really having a speaker fee, and products. 
you know, the, these multi-level marketing companies, especially like Mary Kay Cosmetics, they will bring in speakers because they're really into, into self-development. And I don't know that they pay the speakers. I don't know if Mary Kay does. But a lot of MLMs, they won't pay you, and, but they'll let you sell your uh, products. So you can make, I mean, I don't have a lot of product. Most of my products are digital. But there are speakers who have made tons of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars after they speak. At like an association meeting, maybe they didn't get to be didn't didn't get to be paid. Another strategy is there's a uh, kind of a, a new model where you can be a sponsor or have a booth at an association meeting, and that way that you get to know the you know the meeting planners and so forth, and you are a little bit more appreciated. And then you can sell your products there, and then maybe next year you might be a speaker. And you've got a booth. So there, there are those ways, too. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of these things are obvious. Some people know them. Some people don't know them. So, yeah, I'm kind of sharing a little bit of uh, maybe common knowledge out there or maybe not so common. just depends on the person listening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um what else do you have to share with us about how to set your fees? You've given a lot of great examples. Uh, the thing is, uh, one thing that's not changed over the past few years, at least in my perception, is it's getting harder and harder to have a career as a paid speaker. Uh, and it's also becoming more difficult to find events where you can do a pitch on the stage. I run into this a lot where I'm invited to speak, uh, but I can't do my offer. It's like my offers are right. growing, growing dust on it. So it seems like it seems like the the funnel for bringing in the revenues just in the speaking itself seem to be closing. And, and I know you've given us some examples of some rates you can charge and things like that. I'd like to share one thing that, or actually two things that I do that kind of tie together. Okay. Um, well, actually, okay. actually, actually, let me back up. It's one thing that I do that gets me two different results. Sometimes. I'll have an opportunity to be on stage, and I and this is like an opportunity I had just the other day, actually, where I get to present as much as I want, but I don't get to make an offer from the stage, so I can't pitch my course or anything like that. So I will check with the meeting planner and get permission to do this first because, again, you are using somebody else's space to grow your business. So you want to respect that. And what I'll say is I would like to make an offer to your audience that won't cost them anything. And what I mean by that is I want the opportunity to go through my promotion stack so I can show people the technique and I can walk them through and I can do all the NLP and persuasion and everything else and then have the assistant come through at the appointed moment and hand out the order forms. However, when people get the order forms, they get they get told that there are basically one of three or four different prices available for what I'm offering. Uh, zero, zilch, the big goose egg, nada, rada. <laughs> so the idea is, the idea is twofold. Number one is I get to give away a great gift and have people just simply give me their information in exchange for receiving that gift. And I can convert 90, 95% of the room because, I mean, who doesn't want something for free? That number one. Right. And, and then once I, once, and once I have them to do that, not only do I have new leads for my mailing list, but I have premium leads for my mailing list, because these are people that have seen me in person speak. They didn't just run into me on social media or hear me on a webinar or something. They saw me in person, 
and there's a good chance he got to meet me in person or be within my physical proximity, which means these are already much warmer leads that are much more likely to turn into business. And number two, exactly. and number two, it shows to people in the audience who may be looking to book me as a speaker for venues where I can make a pitch that I know how. And when they see mm-hmm. that, that raises their interest because if they're running that type of event where they have people come in to make pitches, that means that they're probably getting half of the proceeds, which means they want speakers on that stage who are going to convert. And me saying that right. I converted 71% of the room on a paid offer with 60% upsell on that offer, that's all well and good, but they weren't there to see me actually do it. I mean, I can verify, and I have the numbers right here if you want to see them, but uh, it's different me claiming that in my speaking materials versus them actually seeing me do it. However, if they see me do a stack and they watch me do the bonuses and they watch me do the persuasion and the and the uh, use of emotional triggers and things like that, and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy knows how to pitch. And if I put him on my stage, he's going to bring a lot of money into my bottom line. I want this guy. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I mean, absolutely. I think what you've done is you've taken that giveaway to a level that is like everything you could do with it, which is excellent. You know, that's demonstrating a lot of things where people are going to want to add you. You know, they're going to want to possibly even hire you. Right. So, yeah, you, you've taken that opportunity and um, turned it into a gold mine there. It's really, right. really great. Absolutely. Really great. Absolutely. So we have about uh, ten more minutes for questions here, and there are two people who saw that you were going to be here for part two on the Business Creators Radio Show who submitted some questions in advance. If you have ten minutes to answer two questions. Okay, absolutely. The first kind of ties in with the example I just shared with you. Uh, And and the question is, how can I use one speaking engagement to get booked for other speaking engagements? I gave you my own personal strategy, but what do you have to offer? Well, actually, you know, just that feedback form is a, you know, it's a multi-use, multi-function form, okay? So you want to have on there a question that ask people, you know, do they have any groups that they would like you to speak, where they'd like you to speak. And what you want to do when you have that feedback form, just like you did, you when you had that opportunity to be on stage, you went through that offer meticulously and really help show people the value of it and did it in a clever way too. So you're, you're with that feedback form, you want to let people know exactly what to do. You know, you please fill out what value you got out of today because that's going to help you really think about, well, what did I get out of today? And then you want to have, uh, you want to have on there, uh, what I like to do is I put graphics on there like, yes, is, is a graphic with an exclamation point and it's in red because it makes you feel good when you see it. Yes. You know, that's, that's a very positive thing, but it's a, like, yes, I want to get Pam's free a PDF on how to easily create a presentation, or I call it ebook on there. I don't put PDF, but it is a PDF. Please sign me up for your mailing list. And then you have, yes, I know groups where I'd love to refer Pam to speak. And then, you know, please contact me. That's all you need to do. But you're going to walk them through it, and you're going to tell them. Because if you don't, then, I mean, that's an opportunity. So you say, if you have any groups where you'd like for me to speak, I would love the opportunity, and I promise I'll do a good job. So you've seen me here today, and if you've liked what you've heard, then let me know, and I'll be glad to 
to to follow up with you. You know, something along those lines. So you just walk them through it. And then, you know, I like to put on there the complimentary 30-minute speaker strategy session. And a lot of people take me up on that where you ask them, you know, do you have questions for yourself about being a better speaker or getting business from speaking where you'd like a speaker strategy session at no cost? You know, just check yes, you would like that. Now, some people on the speaker strategy session, they want you – I've seen I've seen these handouts where they ask a bunch of questions. Do you have the budget? Do you have this for my cert? You know, and they go into all this detail, and I just prefer not to do that because right. I think that scares people. But for other people, they that's what they want to do because they don't want to – they consider it wasting their time to speak to someone that's not going to do business with them. I don't. I consider it all relationship building because if that person that I have a speaker strategy session with doesn't do business with me then, they either will later, they either will later, or they might refer business to me. So it's all about relationship building, and I, I, I value that. Maybe if I, you know, I, I don't know. I just think that's that's my preference. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, what else do I have on there? I think there was one other thing, but... Oh, if I had an offer and I was actually offering them something that they could purchase and that was on there, I would walk them through that. And I usually what I do if I have an offer, it's usually a small item. I will, I won't have them put their credit card information or anything on there. I just have them fill in their name and email and I'll go around and I talk to people. And, and then everyone turns, you know, the ones that are interested have filled it out and give it to me, and we do a transaction right there. That's a small group. Of course, that, that wouldn't work for a large group, but the question about the speaking engagement would work in a large group. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. Uh, I uh, also wanted to mention, I wanted to congratulate you on this, by the way. When you have people fill out the forms after they see you speak is you're using the forms strategically because, you know, we all hear about the smile sheets. And, you know, a lot of times when I see these smile sheets, I look at the questions and I say, I, I, what I see is what Peter Griffin would call a whole lot of yesterday talk, like how was the event, what did you find most useful, and how are you going to apply this in your business today? That's all well and good. <laughs> but uh, But we also have to ask ourselves, how are we using this? as a tool to precede upcoming opportunities. So how are we well, using how are we using the survey properly? And I think you I think you hit a lot of those points. So you're creating opportunities, you're helping people make sure that they themselves are aware of what was made available to them in the room and how they can take advantage of it. And you're also opening opportunities for yourself and for the people and for the person who attended. I, when I was on the, uh, the board of directors of a professional organization years ago, uh, and I was in charge of the communication side of it, uh, what I, one thing that we, we did as one of my initiatives, and people did not understand it, and I gave up on even trying to explain it, is that the speaker came in wanting to hand out one of the smile sheets, or if the, if the chair of that event wanted to do an evaluation, two questions they were not allowed to ask is, what did you think of the food, and what did you think of the venue? Because I wanted them, to, I, because you know what, at the, at the end of the day, we got the venue we had, and the temperature was set to what it was set at, whatever. Because we wanted them right, to use right. the space to ask forward-thinking questions. Right. And, and when, and when well, we took when we took away all the yesterday talk, we started having forward talk instead. Yes. Right. I mean, you know, whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get. 
Okay. Right. So you don't you don't need to focus on the, if the food was bad you'll you'll hear about it and you'll know yourself. Exa- you know? Ex- exactly. So. <laughs> because you didn't want to eat it yourself and five people would have come up to you and said, "Hey, where's the whatever?" And if the room was too right. cold or too hot, believe me, a few people went you'll to the back table and asked for an adjustment. Otherwise, they sucked it up and dealt with it. Yeah. What, 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 that. what does that have to do with uh, making your events more valuable and making the uh, and making the experience of the attendee and the speaker more valuable for each and for each other? Nothing. Right. Right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Those are things that you know will be handled, and they'll know, you'll know about them for sure. But it's important to have some kind of handout that people can take with them and that you can get back from them. Right. That's that's if you don't have those two things, you are missing opportunities. Exactly. And the other thing, too, uh, that, you know, that's about speaking is that is to have, like, a I like checklists. I'm, like, a big proponent for myself is to have checklists whenever you're having a speaking engagement to have a checklist of things that you are going to get ready before you go. And then also when you get asked to speak, uh, what, you know, what you need to ask them. But I know I'm getting off track on that. I want to get back to something here. Yeah, yeah. About we, 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 have, we have about three minutes, and I still have a question to ask you. Okay. Okay. Well, just on the fees, uh, honestly, when you start getting out there speaking and promoting yourself, you're going to be asked to come speak, and people are going to want to pay you. It's going to start happening. So anyway, I just want to put that in. But what's the next question? Absolutely. Another one of our listeners wants to know your thoughts on growing your speaking career by investing in a chapter. And what I mean by that is there are organizations out there, marketing organizations, that for a fee will allow you to form a chapter of their organization in your city. And as part of that, that means you get to hold monthly meetings, which makes you basically the default public speaker every month if you want it to be. What are your thoughts on that? Because there's usually a financial investment involved. Well, you know, I mean, it just, you know, it's one of those questions that the answer is it depends, you know, because you're it's going to be your time, and, and I would look at it this way. Is that something that you enjoy? Do you right. love doing that kind of thing? Well, that's a plus, okay? Number two, are you going to do it just for yourself, or are you going to do it because you really care about people and you want to help them, and you think this chapter would do that? So I would say you want to have those three components there. One, it's something you would enjoy. Two, it would really help people, and you would enjoy that. And it's going to help your business. So, you know, because those things are commitments, are big commitments. Maybe there's a revenue associated with it. You're going to invest money, but maybe you're going to make money doing it. And I don't know. I mean, um, there's a lot of time and energy um, for that. But there's some good organizations out there to, that you know, that are expanding in these chapters. And, I mean, I can tell you one that I think would be good. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Public Speakers Association. Okay. Have you heard of that one? Well, anyway, they they started in Austin, and they're all over the country now, and they started like a year and a half ago, and it's a really, really great organization. And so I'm the director of, of the Houston. There's like several of us in Houston that are directors of the Houston chapter, but it's a big, big chapter. So, it's a, so anyway... I don't know if our time's up, but that's okay. what I would recommend. Okay, so, so I see your point. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of it depends. And what I would caution people before getting involved in one of these is be very clear and get it in writing who owns 
what? Because you don't mm. want to accidentally sign your way into a non-compete agreement. Let's say the chapter doesn't work out, and you do mm. not want this organization claiming a mortgage over all of your future business by creatively interpreting everything you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed as somehow being involved in the marketing of that chapter so that now they effectively have taken over your own business. You want to be very right. clear where the lines are. And just like any joint venture where each person in the joint venture is contributing a piece of their own business, you need to be very clear what is the shared part of the business and what part of the business do you keep for yourself. I've uh, been in joint ventures relationships myself where and this is where I learned to be very clear and get it in writing just you know like a prenup because then next thing you know I'm mentioning to my joint venture partners oh you know I did this and this and this and this and they're saying well where's my cut and I'm thinking your cut this is my business this is right, what we do right, together very good you don't automatically yeah. get a cut just because I happen to be doing things in our own, in my own business that are similar to what we do in the joint venture we need to be very very clear on that so that's my advice to anybody in, in that situation. So what I want to do oh, here, Pam, yeah. yep, Pam, is uh, first of all, thank you very much once again for your willingness to spend another hour with our business creators here. And uh, for uh, those uh, for those you. who were not here for part one or haven't had a chance to go back and see part one, we got two minutes for you to take the floor and show our listeners how you support the business creators. Are you asking me? Yes. Okay, I'm. Or yours? I'm, yes. I'm. Uh, I am not clear what you asked me. Say it again. I apologize. How, how, how do you support business creators, and how can they engage with you? How do I support business creators? Yeah, yeah. How can people get a hold of you? How can you support them? Oh gosh. Okay. Yes. Well, I I was going to say number one I, in supporting business creators, uh, the radio show. I've been posting that about the show on the different groups on Facebook. Uh, and, but I, I thought that's what you were asking. But to get a hold, to get a hold of me, pamterry.com is my website. Right. Pam, Pam Terry is just my name. And you can get my free ebook there if you like. And then I'm on Facebook. My Facebook page is called Mastering Public Speaking. Uh-huh. And it's just facebook.com forward slash Mastering Public Speaking. My email is pam at pamterry.com. So. There you go. Great. That's awesome. And I want to remind all of our listeners that all of our guest experts have profiles of Business Creators Radio Show, so you can just go check that out. And you can and also go, just go there and look up Pam Terry, and that will be an easy way for you to find part one of Mastering the Art of Public Speaking. So, Pam, once again, I want to thank you for thank you. both of your appearances here on Business Creators Radio Show. I'm sure we'll circle you back in here again at some point. But, you know, it just happens sometimes. And we've had other speakers where we had the same situation. And it's a very happy circumstance where we bring somebody on. Uh, we plan for them to be here for an hour, but they just have so much brilliance to share with our audience that we have to bring them back for a part two. And this is just one of those happy occasions. So I want to thank you not only for your patience with that, but your enthusiasm for helping us really get a lot of value out of our time together. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Adam. You bet. It was a pleasure. You bet. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, where every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.